we may or may not have been able to salvage mm. some of our great openings. Now, as you know, as you've talked to Donnie before, technical difficulties are everywhere. Very, much a thing. Yeah. very, very much a thing. So we were talking before. Mm-hmm. We talked about Barbie. We talked about Oppenheimer. It's kind of hard to re-talk about the same things again. But for the audience, because we love them. For the audience. We can. Yeah, and, and I because will. Because we love those movies. And uh, yeah, you can talk about this all day, nah, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Um, I guess, which which movie really stood out to you as far as emotionally moving? Emotionally moving. There were points in Barbie where I felt. There were there there were points. In, I think they both brought out different emotions. I will say there was there was one moment in Barbie that made me really emotional, like on the verge of tears, and I just thought it was one of the most beautiful scenes I've seen in a movie as of recently. Um, and it was the scene where Margot Robbie's sitting on the park bench next to the older lady, and she just looks over and she says, "You're beautiful." I just thought that was such a nice, such a nice touch by Greta. It felt so personal. Um, I thought it was a nice little message to have there in the middle. I was like, it was just a touching scene. It was really quick. There wasn't anything deeper to it. It was just that, and I thought that was a great touch. I loved it, and uh, I think that was kind of part of the message of the movie. Was that um, everybody? Even though they're all Barbies, they're all want to seem perfect. Everybody's beautiful in their own way. So I like that. That one scene made me really emotional. And I think uh, Oppenheimer was different. It didn't make me emotional in that way. But like uh, the gym auditorium sequence is that was that's one of the best scenes in in film in a long time. It was really well done. And I think it was just the tension, your heart. I mean, the theater was completely silent every time during that scene. And there's just a certain amount of emotion, overwhelm, o- an overwhelming feeling. He's, y- you see the, the moral difficulties he's going through. And so that one kind of just gets you in the heart. You know, your heart stops for a little bit. Um, so I think they're both emotional in very different ways, but... They both have a good aspect uh, of emotion in there. I saw your letterbox review, I think, for your second viewing mm-hmm. of Oppenheimer. Yeah. The performances, I do believe, out from top to bottom, everybody yeah, I mean, everybody gave their all. There was a ton of good good performances. I mean, there was, there was a few people who on the first watch, it's awesome to go in without looking at the full ca- cast list. Because there's a few surprise uh, appearances in there. Um, and I guess if you haven't seen Oppenheimer by now, it's kind of your fault. So I'm <laughs> going to say them because you've had plenty of time to watch it. I mean, the theaters are packed. I mean, theaters are packed. I mean, you still, you should be able to get a ticket, you know, middle of the day. I don't know. People work. You'll find a way. <laughs> it's been out now. All right. All but right. Casey Affleck, I, I love him. Yeah. Him in there. Um, but. Rami or Remy? I think it was Remy. Remy Malik. Yes. Yeah. 
he did great in his he had like a five minute like scene five minutes yeah he was, he, he was only talking for maybe two minutes yeah and just killed it i yeah. mean it's great and then um obviously josh josh peck um, oh yeah yeah, yeah i've seen him and then yeah. uh roger yeah or roderick rolls the guy from Diver Wimpy Kid. Did you recognize him? I did not recognize him. He's Roderick Rolls from Diver Wimpy Kid movie. Interesting. And he was one of the scientists. Casting director went crazy. They did. It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. There was a lot of good performances. Love Matt Damon. I love that. What they, J- Jason Clark, I think his name is. I can't remember. The interrogator. The yeah, the yeah. Roger Robb or yeah. something like that. He did really good. I love Emily Blunt's performance. I thought she did really good. Yeah. Uh, as great as a movie as it is, I think personally, just because of the source material, it's not one of my favorite uh, Nolan movies. I think it's really just like not not to say that it's boring. I mean, uh, but you know, when you got people going reverse in time, and then you got people going into mm-hmm. like four different dreams, or you I know, guess. magicians, you know, pulling mm-hmm. off some crazy stuff. That that's that's crazy. You're more into the impractical. Of course, movies. of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a good, a good. Like, if there's going to be a movie about this, I, guess, I think this is a good way to do it, though. I, I mean, it's the best biopic, I think. Yeah, it's been yeah out. Um, I, mean, I didn't even touch on Robert Downey Jr., who probably oh, yeah. won Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, great performance. But, um, I don't know. I guess a lot of my favorite films are all um somewhat based in reality. Like, I love a lot of the ones that take you to different different worlds i love like avatar i love dune i mean i love the ones that kind of take you to a different place i love inception that stuff but a lot of my favorite movies i feel like are based in reality like there's some kind of backing to it you know um there's just something to it i guess i guess that you kind of understand it more i don't know yeah barbie had a a very nice uh grip on reality i feel I feel especially for the source material. Now, talk about an intellectual property that you're not sure where it's going to go in a movie. I mean, yeah. as far as like just the movie getting announced, uh, I mean, without even with watching the trailer, you st- I remember seeing the early clip of Ryan Gosling yeah. getting um, treatment from the doctor. Yeah. From where the movie went, would not have guessed at all. No. That's the way it was going to go. I think it's so fun because Bar- I mean, they, mar- they made Barbie Land so, so real as like a children's thing it's in your imagination nothing in there is real you know um so they kind of made that come to life but ever since like it was announced that this barbie movie was coming out and Greta Gerwig was gonna direct it i was excited because i knew there was gonna be some kind of personal touch to it there was gonna be more than obviously just a story about a doll it was gonna be something exciting something intriguing refreshing yeah, it yeah. was nice to see. I mean, the way she was able to turn this product into, you know, a meaningful story. Meaningful story. Yeah. yeah, I thought it really did. It was nice to to see something that would actually reach across a lot of demographics. Um, it's hard to do. It's very hard to do. Yeah, I I I've seen Barbie twice now, and I think both times, um, there's kids, there's grandparents, there's people our age. I mean, it's just it kind of hits for everybody. Um, I think that's even one thing th- what the trailer said. It's a, it's a movie for people who love Barbie and for people who hate Barbie. It's just, you know, it's an yeah. enjoyable movie. Yeah. Now, 
not in the same you obviously we haven't had a marvel movie in a while i think we're getting mrs marvel and the miss marvel mrs marvel i don't know something like which that. one she's the not Mar- married the, i think the marvels. the marvels that's right just all of them um looking at your lego infinity gauntlet that you so carefully crafted yes um what is your opinion on the state of marvel at this point in time i trust you in your opinion uh because of your experience with movies it's uh it's gone downhill a lot i think you know i think i've been seeing a few clips on twitter or i guess x now but i'm still gonna call <laughs> we're just it gonna twitter. call it twitter it's just twitter yeah um of the new what is it the secret invasions oh yeah the secret the invasion the series, uh, marvel right? tv show yes um and just terrible uh cgi or anime i don't even know what you call it the yeah, effects cgi cgi terrible I, yeah it looks terrible. The whole thing with uh, what's his name? Samuel L. Jackson. No, John Cheadle. Mm. His character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how they're saying he's a, he has been a scroll since Civil War or something. Or <sighs> I don't yeah. know. It's just the storylines all over the place. I'm not interested anymore, really. In a lot yeah. of them. Um, I I did watch like Guardians of the Galaxy because James Gunn was directing and kind of closes out that series but anything new that they're putting out i just i just th- i feel like there's no heart in it the yeah. story's kind of like come to an end there's like nothing there anymore um i i, I don't enjoy it personally i know some people just will continue watching marvel forever but not me yeah i'm i'm personally excited for james gunn to move over to dc uh, yeah. dc's kind of been my favorite comic I guess uh worlds for a while. Been binging a bunch of Justice League Unlimited stuff. Um the source material is all there. I think um hopefully he'll he'll do it do it justice, I guess. I think um, so. He's a good director. I kinda have trust in whatever he does. Yeah. The Suicide Squad this his Suicide Squad movie was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully we can kinda translate that to the rest of the world. But we'll find out. Now you came to me with a list yesterday. I did. And that's when I knew Donnie, our good friend, is on vacation. We have a message from him. Um, but first, I came to him and I told him, I said, I need somebody to do the show with. I need it, you know. And he, we both instantly knew who we were going to do it with. I knew I could come to you to talk yeah. about movies, sports. Instantly, your producer brain went off. We were yes. talking about movies yesterday. Trying to figure out how we were going to incorporate it into our discussions today. With sports. With sports. And the perfect tie-in between Barbie and the NBA world was born. Now, we have a list. Isaiah has a top five list that he's going to reveal to us. I've narrowed it down. The top five Kens of the NBA. That's good. Yeah. We spent hours discussing this yesterday. Yeah. Maybe an hour. Countless hours discussing this yesterday. I think it was hours. Sure, yeah. Who was counting? It's a well-crafted list. Yeah. And I have honorable mentions. Nice. I don't know if I really like this Dame situation. We have a lot to go into that as well. NFL has been getting really weird with the running back situation. Mm -hmm. I want to dedicate at least 30 to 45 minutes of the uh, big three talk. No, <laughs> big three. <laughs> did you uh, did you see he 
He thinks the NBA is blackballing him. Who? Ice Cube. Oh, gosh. The Oh, I do remember seeing that now. Yeah. Nah. You know who doesn't have any kins? The big three. Yeah. <laughs> All I can think of was Birdman. Is he <laughs> not a kin? <laughs> He's not a kin. That's the only person <laughs> I can think that plays in the big three. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's not a kin, though. Oh, what's it? Uh, the guy that used to play in um, Memphis, Tony Allen. He plays there? He's still locking up. Oh, gosh. He's locking up. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, they got something good going over there, but I don't want to talk about it. Nah, yeah, neither. <laughs> Not interested. I just find it very interesting. That's a that nothing. That is a nothing. Thank that's you. Nothing. Yeah, thank you. See, you get it. You get yeah, it. Yeah, it's a nothing. I just don't understand. Like, It's a product that is separate from the NBA, so why would the NBA promote it? He yeah, is obviously not. Yeah. It's, uh, Ice Cube kind of on the decline um, for a while now. Not really understanding what's going on with him. No. First it was a vaccine. Now the NBA doesn't want to support him, even though it's not their property. They could just create their own big three if they wanted if to. If they really wanted to, why they would could, they yeah. support somebody else's big three? Yeah, mm, I don't know, man. But I'm glad we have your list. <sighs> yeah. I'd like to go over that next. All right. Well, as I gain my confidence again, due to these technical difficulties, really brings me down, mm. and it's uh, it's tough to get back into show mode. I can see the frustration, but I'm back. We're back. We're all back. We are back, and. The only thing that has been motivating me for the last 12 hours is this list. Oh. This top five kin list that Isaiah has put together. Now, interestingly, one of the funniest things that happened the very first time you recorded with us was the fact that you could not hear the music. Mm. And I wish we had um, a real studio. I want a soundboard. I wish I could give you some fanfare. Yeah. But it's just me. Mm. So I want some like one that confetti button, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. We need yeah. something. I guess we'll just have to pop some real confetti. Have any? Ah, well, next time. Yeah, uh, we're working on. Put that. on the list. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Work in progress. Yeah. So I heard you had some honorable mentions. I now, ex- we need to explain this again. This is the top the five th- kins of the NBA. The kins of the NBA. These are all current players, correct? Current players. Current yes. players. All right. You want to start with the top five, or you want me to no, do no, honorable, honorable mentions? mentions first? Honorable okay, mentions okay. first. And no, and no order. Yeah. Just. These are the ones I had written down. All right. Jason Tatum. Okay. Interesting. Surprised you didn't make the top five. No. Uh-huh. All right. Trey Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think uh, he has yeah. Good face. He has a nice ch- yeah. face. You know? Yeah. Handsome. Zach Collins. Wow. Two good, Spurs. Good head of hair. Good. He has, it does have a nice I may be a little, bit, a little bit biased, but yeah. I think he makes it. He makes yeah. the cut. He did. T- we took a selfie with him. We did. Yeah. And I love him for that. What a good so. guy, man. He, has, he signed that little banner up there. Oh, that's right. I have the same one. Yeah. He yeah, signed our yeah. Austin Spurs banner. What a nice guy. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. I really like him. Yeah. He's I hope good, he starts this He's year. a good guy. I think he will. All right. Um, Great honorable mentions. Now, Austin Reed. I'm still going. You still, 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 still got more. Four honorable, how many honorable mentions do you have? I have like eight. <laughs> they're, all, they're all honorable mentions. Okay. <laughs> Austin <laughs> Reed. Austin <laughs> Reed. Austin Reed. Good all right. Ken. All right. Um, LaMelo. Mello, I love okay. him. He's All a good right. kid. He's a good kid. He's like a, one of those rich kids, probably. Oh yeah, yeah, blinged out kid. Oh yeah, there was a, a, there was in the movie the sugar daddy kid. That's <laughs> he's like a younger version of that. Lamelo, um, Ricky Rubio. All right, I like he's good. He's good hair. I just yeah, I like good his head hair. Levine, Zach Levine. All right, another one. And then last, last, last honorable mention, Devin Booker. Wow, I am shocked. Not mm-hmm. in the top five. 
Not in the top not five. Not in the top five. Not Didn't top quite five make the cut. Mm. So my, my top five. Is in uh, particular order, starting is, at five. Is in particular order. And also, I thought in a nice touch, this could be an actual starting five. I like which it. Which kind of played into like some of my choices. But also, I just think these are the top five. This, some of these. Were, this is your list. This so is I'll my be, list, yeah, all right? Okay. All right. And this could be, you could. I want to plug them into a roster and play them on 2K and see how they do. I would love to do that. <laughs> all right. All right. So, number one, first person that came to mind, Kelly Oubre. All right. I, mean, I don't think he's signed by anybody right now, though. Really? <laughs> I don't Spurs could get out of that. <laughs> I don't want that. We could have three Kens on the team. <laughs> no, they're not. Okay, okay, yeah. We could have yeah. had four if we signed Austin Reeves. We could have yeah. had a Ken starting five already. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, questionable number one, but go on. Questionable? Yeah, pers- Why is it questionable? Personally, um, it's questionable on my side, but this is your list. I, though. I, I, yeah, I, this is your list. So I, I'm just giving you my opinion. I think of like a good, light skin in the NBA, Kelly Oubre. Dresses nice, good hair, good face, everything. Okay, he's a good Ken. Okay, all right, all right. Second, Gordon Hayward. Interesting. I think he's a great Ken. Interesting. I mean, he fits the Ken build, has the hair, everything. He's just. He's a can. He's just, those were the first two that came to mind automatically. Easily. Automatically. Those were my easy choices, right? All right. Third, Jordan Clarkson. There's another one where I thought, great, great light skin of the NBA. Just, <laughs> he's he's put a stamp. Uh, he's a great light skin. He's uh, he he is a can, and the fact that you know. You know, Ken's kind of almost like the sidekick, you know, mm-hmm. and he fits that. He was—he's always been like a nice six-man, good rotation player, mm-hmm. but you know, pops off in big moments. He's a okay. good Ken. I—I I think he deserves it. Four. I don't know if this is questionable or not. Let's see, Luka Doncic. Ah, uh, questionable. Questionable. I think some uh, honorable mentions could have taken that spot. I don't know. I think he's a good-looking guy, and then he—he. He Plays amazing. He's just like he's a star can. He's our star can. Oh, okay. He's our okay. star. We needed one star yeah. can on the team. Yeah. You know, and a lot of these are like role players. Like, they're you know they're side pieces, but this is our star can, Luca. I don't think he's bad looking. I think he looks good. Not yeah. bad. I I'm not gonna argue with that one. I'm just saying it's questionable. Questionable. But, you know, I'm okay. not gonna complain about it either. Okay. All right. And then to round it off, number five, Kyle Kuzma. Wow. I like the choice. I just yeah. I love his fashion. He dresses nice. No sinners on your. He's my center. He. We're we're playing small ball. Oh okay okay okay. All we're right. Playing small ball. Fair enough. Um, I don't know who'd be the four. I guess Luca. I don't know. Yeah, you can throw my four. I can throw my four. Let's plug that into two K. For anybody out there's listening, plug in our kins into your two K. Yeah, I don't have. Tell a, us how it goes. I don't have a console with two K, so Isaiah's a consoleless man. Oh, well, he's a switch. Movies. He's a switch. I have a, sw- I have a switch, yeah. but I just watch movies mostly. But yeah, I don't know. What did you think of my list? I thought it was great. I honestly, I my expectations have exceeded. Really? You know, they were exceeded by your list. I thought this was a great idea. Um, I've been needing a producer, producer brain, and I think I can tell that you're gotta get some original ideas out there. Yeah, you, know? yeah. you have a you have a sports uh, journalism background. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I I saw that come to fruition whenever that list came out. Yeah, I. I I feel alive again. Yeah. 
Yeah. ESPN's not reporting this stuff. No. Yeah. I don't. I, if you look up cans of the NBA, nothing's not gonna, gonna come up. Not gonna nothing's gonna it. come up until this podcast comes out. Exactly. Yeah. Can we no. can we put up like a graphic on Twitter? We can. Yeah, we will. Yeah. I don't want to promise that, <laughs> but we will. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Something a little less subjective. Thank you for your list, by the way. Yes. Hoops grid. Oh, we did have some fun with some hoops grid yesterday. Hoops grid is fun. It's taking over. It it is. I think more people are playing. Yeah, I love it. It's it's fun. It's an interesting concept. Frustrates me sometimes, so I don't always finish my grid. Me as well. <laughs> it's tough, man. And sometimes I have to do a little. You know, I I don't know if I call it cheating because I don't look up like who played for both of these teams. You know, but I do a little bit of cheating. I look up like rosters. That's not cheating. Yeah. Basketball reference. It's not yeah, true. yeah. Stats. I I like look up a random 2008 Suns roster, see if I recognize anybody on there who might have played for a team on the other side of the grid. You know, stuff like that. But uh, I don't really go for the rarest score because I know I'm not that NBA Tough. smart. Yeah. I just want to finish the grid. That's all I care about. Yeah. As long as I finish the day's grid, that's all I care. I don't know. Oh, excuse me. No excuse. Thank you. I yesterday was the first time I've seen a hoops grid complete. Really? Whenever I helped you out yesterday. Really? You finished most of it. I was an honorable mention. Yeah, you and Jared helped with a couple of them. Yeah. Jared had that Jared. really rare Zaza, Zaza on the Pistons and who was the other team? Oh man, Pistons and the. The, the interesting it one that blew really my mind yesterday was the Sean Kemp and the Orlando Magic one. <laughs> that one that blew was, that was a, the that one felt fake. one that somebody posted on Twitter. That's right. Yeah, and, uh, that one felt fake. Honestly, it was yeah. a thousand blocks in in Orlando. Magic. Oh, was it was it Bucks Magic Zaza? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I didn't even know he played for both. I I didn't even realize that. I mean, it was less than one percent of the yeah. people. So I mean, I don't think anybody else did either. Yeah. <laughs> The the baseball grid is the one that gets me. That one is the there's one. There's a baseball one. There's a immaculate grid of baseball. Oh, it's like the same, it's concept, the same concept, but with, with baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I could not do that. No, that one's tough. Super, super tough. I don't watch baseball. So no, I don't watch it enough one. at all. It's 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 for guys who were big into baseball, like in the '90s and 2000s. Really, yeah. it had its era. I could see, you know, everybody has their sports. Yeah. The other one that was really interesting to me yesterday that you introduced to me was uh, Pertle. Pertle. Yeah. After Jakob. Named after Jakob Pertle. Exactly. Yeah. It was yeah. a very interesting concept. More I'm surprised you haven't heard of that. Yeah. No, I, I never w- was introduced to that. Back when Wordle was like blowing up, you know, yeah. everybody was kind of making their own variations of it. There's there's Wordle. There's Pertle for basketball. There's one. I can't remember the name, but it's for movies. And it shows you like a quick clip of the movie and you're supposed to try and guess the title. And then it shows you like more and more Yeah, as you keep guessing. Interesting, but everybody's yeah. kind of coming up with their own concepts, and yeah. Pertle was just Pertle one's the one for the good. NBA. It's good. Um, I li- I like the concept. It's, uh, so you you type in a an NBA a random NBA player's last name, and then from there it'll kind of give you the parameters as far as like yeah. age, the number that they wear, um, team the team conference the conference. Yeah, I even even like what is it the, the specific gar- the, the, division? The division, yeah, it, it'll tell you. Um, High age, the number they wear, the position. That one, that one's the one that gets me sometimes yeah. because it'll have them listed as like forward center mm-hmm. or 
or guard forward. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It's tough. I don't like you the, really gotta dig. I don't like the mixed positions. It's kind of hard yeah, to find. Yeah, you really got to dig. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah. And it's only current NBA players, too, which makes it a little easier. Oh, nice. Yeah, that does help. <laughs> the hoops, hoops, grid, hoops grid, hoops grid is, is, people can go back. Yeah, however long they want. And yeah, I am not about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's tough. But a, a player that was not even in your honorable mentions nor your top five list of kins in the mm-hmm. NBA seems to be causing a lot of drama right now. Oh, I I don't know about you personally, but I'm over it. I am, too. and I was already over it weeks ago. I've been over it. I've been over it years ago. This yeah, story too. seems to come out every single year. It does. And, you know, honestly, I think it's mo- it's one of those things where it's, uh, if you're going to do this, you got to either go big or go home. And I don't appreciate the fact that this feels halfway, uh, like a half effort yeah. or like a, uh, you got to make a mess. And in a in a in a similar sense, I kind of respect James Harden because he just makes a mess. It's Every easy. Time. It's easy to see what he wants to do. He brings out that fat suit. It's fine. Make a mess if you're gonna do it. Get messy and just do it. I hate the wishy washy. I hate the. I guess he doesn't want to disappoint Portland fans. I guess no. uh, like I'm not really sure exactly what we're talking about. Dame, by the way, I don't think we ever said that out loud. Oh, you're right. You're listening to Dog Days, by the way. I haven't said that either. <laughs> I don't know the <laughs> listeners to know. <laughs> they know. In case they didn't know. And this is Isaiah, not Donnie, by the way. <laughs> Just <laughs> if you're know. still listening. I hate this situation, man. It it yeah. there's not a lot of things in free agency that really like frustrate me because it's like I don't care, man. Whatever. But it's like like what do like what do you want us to do or what do you want the team to do? Although I feel like both parties are guilty of just not being like Portland has a hasn't put a good team around him which they had an opportunity to do for like about four years and then he could have left before earlier asked to leave earlier Mm -hmm. it's just this thing of both sides like both of you I'm tired of both of you yeah like I don't want to hear anything about Portland I don't want to hear anything about Dame I just don't want to hear it it's like that couple that just fights all the time but never wants to break up exactly great that was a yeah. great analogy. Yeah. Like That's just, what we brought you here for. Thank you. I just I, I just thought of that. Oh, That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to let that sit. Yeah. I think oh about my that. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. But yeah. I think this is a situation like this with Dame, right? For the past few years, this has been getting increasingly popular for NBA stars to ask their way or force their way out of contracts. In the past few years, what are what are some of the major examples that stand out? I mean, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. And how often does that work out well for the trading team or the team that receives the trade? That's always not the best for any of them. So I don't understand. I get the the players the the pro player movement. LeBron started it all. Great, they deserve to have some leverage, right? Yes. But if you're looking at if you're looking at the past and seeing like, okay, when has this ever worked out for a team that's had to have been forced into a trade? It doesn't. It doesn't, just doesn't, doesn't work. work. So it, at this point, Dame is too late, in my opinion, to the pro player movement. I feel like we've got everybody's fed up with it. At if this, this would point. have happened two, three years ago, 
prime time to make that make these big yeah. flashy traits happen because that's just what was going on. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't. It's. I don't. I personally don't think it's gonna happen. I think there's a good chance it doesn't. I mean, it's just it's gone to the point where almost they have too much leverage. They just the players don't even want to enter free agency anymore, and that's. But that's really what they want to do, you know, like they they want to pick where they play, but they want to get the biggest contract with the team that they're with. So instead of entering free agency and going where they want to play, they sign this big contract and then say, hey, trade me there. I just don't think it's fair. Yeah. Uh, The CBA was just made, which you make a great point. I mean, I guess, um, you know, a player wants to sign for the the max amount of money. So he signs with home team Mm -hmm. and then asks for trade afterwards. Um, I guess uh, something in the CBA that could be fixed is once you sign your max contract with your home team, there has to be like a a no trade clause or there has to be something. Or I feel almost like a, a kicker where like if you if you uh, want to be traded, then the team that you get traded to, your contract goes yeah. down. You know, yeah. you, make, you you lose some of that money. Maybe even almost like in a similar fashion to like a, a not a full buyout, but there has to be some type of financial yeah. um, repercussions for that situation. Just, there has to be something to f- fix this. I feel like there's less people, less players that go into free agency now mm-hmm. because they choose to go this route. You yeah. Know? I think the plan plays a lot into that as well, though. I think when you're um, used to be, you know, when you're nine, ten seeds you know, four or five games behind, yeah. you know, you're just pretty much getting rid of anybody, whoever. So the free agency market looks a little different than it did maybe like six, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, which I kind of like, I enjoy, I enjoy teams fighting for their, their spot in the league. I mean, Miami, look at Miami. Yeah, exactly. If anything, they should be the example for the rest of the league to get it together. Cause it's seven games, seven game series, four games. I mean, it's possible. It is for a lot of, I mean, but that's neither here nor there. It's a weird situation. I don't like it. But who cares if I like it? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really don't like it. Man. Yeah. It's just so, it's just so weird. And I'm glad that he's not coming to San Antonio, to be honest. Nah. I was not a fan of that whole trade scenario. I don't really want to sell off our future for, you know, two, three years of two, maybe two to three years of a, of a good point guard. No. Nah. But I just don't think it's necessary for us on our timeline i see your point yeah i'm kind of done with the whole thing i'll you know if something happens obviously i'll react and yeah i'll care then but until then yeah the headlines uh i don't care for them you know and a lot of what i've been learning too is is um like woes and shams and really like you know nba um news reporters i guess let's just call them that Mm um a lot of their tweets and announcements aren't necessarily news um in the purest form because they're paid off by league ceos or like uh, team owners team executives um so you kind of have to read between the lines of like woes tweeting yeah this about x player or this about this organization because this is all meant to make this person look good or make this person look bad it's not c-span of the nba which we really need we really need a C-span of the NBA because a lot of this is opinion, opinion-based journal like reporting. It is. I mean, because um, they have connections, which is how they're able to get the scoops on 
on the news that they do break. But in order to get those connections, it's like you know you give some, take some. So a lot of like a lot of their tweets are promotion for exactly. I mean, agents or there's quotes that have been put out by either teams or an agent, and they're just spreading those quotes for them, and it's on a bigger platform. And it, it, you bring up agents, which is a good point because whenever there's news about a player receiving an X amount of money for their contract. The most amount of money that they can make is always reported. Mm-hmm. It's not the net that they get. Um, and it's always incentives included in that huge bleacher report. Yeah. What do you, what, what, what do you call that thing? The ble- What is it? Bleacher. A new meme format? The yeah. bleacher report news <laughs> posting. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's, it's always made to look the agents look good, made to look the organization yeah. look good. Um, so a lot of this stuff, especially with the Dame news and stuff, it's kind of hard to you got to take it with a grain of salt because yeah. a lot of it is made to either look him look bad or make the team look bad. It's purposeful. This is all done very purposeful. weeks in advance, days in advance. These are paid posts. Yeah. Um, starting to feel like Woj and Shams are villains, but maybe that's just that's just me. I don't think so. I don't know, man. They're, I don't think they're kind of like the the Stephen A's of the sports journalism world and that in the NBA world of just like this isn't good for the future. Of, NBA reporting. But hey. Yes and no. So nothing then. Because yeah, in the middle of yes and no is just kind of eh. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I like them, but I can see your point where it's yeah. kinda they've taken away from a lot of things. Uh what are those things? There's just like a like it's a different way of journalism, you know? It's I don't think it's like it's a not true that. form of journalism, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like they're they're newsbreakers, but it's I don't know. In a way, it feels wrong at times, you know? Exactly, but that's, what I, that's my wrong. point. And, like, even, like, when it comes to the draft, right? Mm-hmm. I can't even look at Twitter. I have to I have to turn off notifications and mm-hmm. everything because I want to I wanna witness things live. I know. I, I don't care. I'm not sure how the NBA hasn't gotten rid of that. I don't know how either. I just, it seeing them announce it on Twitter, like, minutes before the pick is made, it just... It just I don't like it. it. Doesn't it? Doesn't leave a good feeling with me. I like to. Does the NFL have the same doesn't issue? Doesn't feel like news. I think the NFL has the same issue too. Really? Yeah, Adam, any, Sha- yeah. Adam Schefter. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, I don't know. If, I don't know if there's like a battle between two people like Wo- like Woj and Shams, but um, yeah. Adam Schefter's he's like the main he, one. Yeah, he's pretty locked in. Like he's I feel like, like there's yeah. a lot of NBA beef between the reporters and who yeah. can like get the get the leaks in. Yeah, he's he's got it on lockdown. In the NFL, yeah, yeah, it's all him. Well, as far as the offseason goes, the Spurs haven't really done too much. We've pretty much stayed um, with our group of guys. Pretty much. Signed Dominic Barlow, signed Mamu, Mamu Kalashvili. I think that's I, I just call him Mamu. Yeah, me too. Uh, the one thing that w- was interesting was the City Kosoko full, oh, yeah. full deal. I was I was hoping for that. I, I like it. Yeah. I, just, I'm, I was a little surprised because he was a second-round pick, and they have some uh, – two-way roster spots open so who do you feel on the two-way or who do you feel like maybe should have gotten a a full instead of i don't i don't know if i felt like anybody else like deserved the full instead of him i just thought that was an interesting choice to to sign a second round pick to a full contract you know but it just maybe shows that they have a lot of faith in them and i like that i I like him as a player i'm not trying to knock him at all yeah it's just uh i thought maybe they'd try and do something different with the full roster spot and have him on a two-way for now yeah but a, a I'm lot excited of, to see him play. A lot of what I've been, um, the streets are saying, 30, 30 wins is like a good line for 
the Spurs this year? Are you, are you? Too low. <laughs> That's what I like. That's what I like to hear. I want to say at least 36. So just six more than I just said. At least thirty six. That's what that's that's where I would set my okay. so if the my if, low if bar. The over under is at thirty six. You're taking the. I'm taking the over still. Wow. But I'm I'm saying that's like I feel. You're, you're I feel be, thirty is way too low. You're gonna be shocked if they don't win thirty games. You're gonna be. Just, if they don't win thirty games, I'd be very shocked. I think. So we're talking playing. I think playing's definitely in the conversation. I. I, I don't know. I, the the team at full strength was pretty good last year. Whenever they. They started the year off good, and then when everybody was at full strength and they played everybody, we played good. So I can't see us getting like much worse. No, 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 no. I mean, we're, like, we how many games did we win last year? Twenty under thirty. Twenty four. Yeah, something like so you're that. You're saying we're only going to win six more games than last year? That seems. You're right. I just you make a good I point. I can't see it. I just yeah. I, I mean, call me crazy, but I can see it's going five hundred. I don't even. <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> call me crazy. I can see it. I just. I mean, I don't know. I think we're going to be good. Yeah. No, I, I think so, too. I guess it just depends on how much competition we really run into in the West. The West seems a little little uh, shaky this year. I don't I don't feel as though the West is as strong as it's Not been. Not as daunting as before. No. I mean, a, 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 another Lakers team aging um, with one-year guys doesn't scare me too much. Um, the Warriors don't really... As, okay, of course they. Everybody scares me because this is a young Spurs team. But yeah. looking down the the list it's of not, West teams, you know, it doesn't yeah. feel very top heavy. No, like the teams are good, obviously, but there's still some question marks around every team. Yeah. Um, like the Sun, the Suns have constructed the roster very well, but they're a brand new team. I mean, pretty much everybody on the team is going to be new, especially all their bench pieces. Um, and even the starting five. I mean. We, they never played together. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are scorers. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. The Warriors, it's going to be an interesting time for them. I feel like the clock is running out with them just because they're all getting older. Yeah. Um, interesting choice to give Draymond the contract, but, I mean. I understand that he's, kind of, he's a glue guy. Yeah, know? he's the ultimate glue guy. He is a glue guy. So, I, I mean, I kind of see it. Just leadership. He's been a guy who's there. He knows what he's doing. Top five glue guys? Maybe a top five two guy <laughs> next week. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm well. I don't want to say I'm not stressed. I am stressed. I'm. I'm worried. I think the expectations are, is what's gonna kill it. I feel yeah. like for the past seven, eight years, like you know, with the Kawhi Aldridge years, um, the expectations weren't there. To be good, yeah, and it and it made it nice. It made it fun to be that good, yeah. When nobody cared about San Antonio, now the international spotlight is upon us. There's a lot of spotlight on San Antonio now. A lot of spotlights are upon us. I think it'll be fun though. No, it is. It's I, just that we have to be prepared for the scrutiny. Oh yeah, and there's gonna be a lot of teams coming after us, just like the Rockets. A lot of fan base. Uh, well, I'm not worried about those Rockets. Yeah, bombs. those Rockets fans. But I will say. um well, one thing I was thinking about was I saw that Wimby has the six best odds to win Defensive Player of the Year. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think about it? Something or nothing? I think that's nothing. Nothing. It's too speculative. You think so? I haven't seen it. We haven't. I haven't seen enough of him in NBA in NBA games. I mean, two summer league games is good. If anything, I felt that his defensive abilities, um, 
and those summer league games were a little subpar. Um, but you know, I I think they're just going to base off length. That's if you true. if you're going to be at the rim, of course he's going to get some blocks. I just don't know if it's going to be um, anything you know that we haven't seen before. I mean, it's it'll be Rudy Gobert esque at the rim, but that's I guess I shouldn't but, downplay Rudy Gobert either. But better, but better. Yeah, yeah I guess. Kind of Interesting, universally hated guy in the league. Oh yeah, everybody. <laughs> nobody likes it's always him. always one. Nobody likes him. <laughs> But yeah. Um, but um, I have one more thing. One more thing before we go. Thing. I have one more the, thing. Well, yeah. The clock thing. is ticking. Oh, me and you are both on the Vassell MIP train. Oh yeah. That. Well, I, that interestingly enough, I've told this to Donnie as well too. Maybe I'm wrong, or maybe it's happened before. But has there ever been a Rookie of the Year and a Most Improved Player of the, on the same team? I have to do my research. Yeah, we'll get back to you. Yeah. But I'm, and an MVP. Who, Sohan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never think of the same thing. Um, yeah. All three. The yeah. trifecta. Fi- trifecta. Oh, man, I cannot talk today. Oppenheimer. Barbie. Bar- yeah. Got my Burs. mind. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Read my mind. Yeah. Now, we have our correspondent on site in San Diego as we speak. He is living it up. I sent him to La Jolla. I sent him to get, I gave the man a gift card to mm. the legendary taco stand in La Jolla. Oh, nice. Because I forced him. I said, you have to go. I have I, to go there. He's enjoying the sun for us. Man, we miss you, Donnie. I We're know, glad I you're having him. fun. Yeah. But he did leave us a correspondent message. No way. Live from San Diego. I'd like to share that with you all. Let's hear it. Thanks, Isaiah. Thanks, Jaime. This is Don coming in from beautiful, sunny San Diego. I'm at the Pacific Ocean right now. I just saw a seal in the wild, not in the zoo. I saw a freaking seal swimming around. It was crazy. And fun fact, the Pacific Ocean is super cold, like really, really, really cold. And we just got back from the Padres game. And let me tell you, it was an experience. It was such an experience. The people of San Diego are are so similar to the lovely people of San Antonio. I'm going to put it down right now. Dog Days putting out their first. San Diego is San Antonio's official Dog Days sister city. The stadium was amazing. The... It was so nice. It was such a nice stadium. They had food everywhere. They had a beer alley. Me and Tyler got the biggest hot dog in the world. It was like on an Italian bun. The Padres are like really known for their food too. So it was all smelling real good. It was real clean in the stadium. It was one of the nicest stadiums I've ever been to. They seventh inning stretch. Boom, Mariachi starts playing. We just look at each other. We're like, we are home. We This is our people. It was the connection we felt to San Diego was incredible. I'm, I'm, I, I am saying this right now. San Diego is Dog Day's official sister city to San Antonio. We love San Diego. Um... The Padres, for one thing I noticed, the Padres got a lot of names on their team. 
and they are not that good. So that was that was pretty crazy. We went on the right day though because we were playing the Rangers, who are doing really good this season, and we won seven to one. Almost shut them out. Saw Fernando Tatis Jr. home run, which was sick. And we were right behind first base. Like it was it was such a good spots in the midst of the beach balls going everywhere through the stadium. The beach balls were causing havoc in the stadium. They were hitting people in the face. People were getting mad at the beach balls, like hitting them with everything they got. Like they were they were laying it on these beach balls. And we were just laughing because these these towards the end of the game, the crowd was getting ruthless. They were fighting over the beach balls. They were standing. They were starting to yell at the Padres players. It was insane. It was insane. We also picked the game of the Padres Hall and Fame induction. And let me tell you, people were dressed to impress at this thing. Like, people were going in. They, they brought in the past Padres owner to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. And when it came to the current owner giving him his plaque, the dude pans over. The dude's just in a, a hoodie and blue jeans. Cash can be. He did, not, he did not give a damn about the old owner. He was sticking it to him. Really, really alpha move. He alphaed an original alpha. And for that, I think I'm going to give him the dog of the week this, this week. Padres owner, private equity, private equity investor. He really, a really self-made man. Fun fact, father and grand, grandfather, owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers. But also dog of the week goes to Jaime. Before I went to San Diego, I went to a graduation party, and some listeners came and found me. They were telling me just how great the podcast has been sounding. They were asking me how, how we did it. I, had to, I was like, that's all Jaime right there. That is all Jaime. So you also get dog of the week. And Isaiah, I have a something or nothing for you. So you know there's been some tor- turmoil with the running back position lately in the NFL, something or nothing, the running backs are going to unionize in the league to take back their rights as employees. Something or nothing. Let me see what you think. So, but I got to go. Awesome day in San Diego. Awesome week in San Diego. I can't wait to be back. Not excited about the hot, but man, I can't wait to see you boys. So I'll talk to you later. I'd like to thank Donnie for sending us a great message from San Diego. I want to say jealous. I really love the update. Fernando Tatis home run. That's amazing to see in person. Man, I'm jealous. That is jealous. I I am jealous. I'm filled with jealous and rage. Jealousy and rage right now. Rage. Rage. Wow. But he's my friend. Huh. So that rage is now turning into love. Aw, yeah. healthy rage. Yeah, healthy rage. Thank you. Yeah, Glad yeah. you're in touch with your emotional side. I wish I could have been there for the home run with him. Mm. Uh, first, behind first base is a good spot. What's your favorite spot to sit in in a baseball stadium? Oh man, well, the whatever seat I can, I can find. If you get, if you, that's not the answer. That's not the question I asked you. Your favorite <laughs> seat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me just. I don't, I, I don't know, honestly. I, I feel like, um, I feel like I get excited by sitting in the home run areas just because I yeah. have the potential of catching one. Yeah. Behind home base and stuff yeah. is exciting, but yeah. 
I mean, I guess you see everything really well, but the action isn't the yeah. same. Yeah, I want to yeah. I want to catch something. But realistically, what, you know, if we're, I'm sorry I'm going aside from your question here. I mean, but when yeah. I go to baseball games, we buy the cheapest tickets okay. and then we scout, you know, we stay up there for maybe an inning or two. You scout and see where there's empty seats and no security people. And then you just try and get there. We were behind, me, Evan, and my cousin were behind home base at an MLB game um, when we did our baseball trip. And we were there for a good two, three innings, and then the security guard came and asked <laughs> us for our tickets. <laughs> and then uh, Jared was trying to come up with some kind of oh, come you know, on. some kind of excuse. Yeah. And then I, I was just like, yeah, we don't have him. He was like, let's not play this game. <laughs> it was like y'all can just it was like y'all get up. <laughs> so I I I kind of gave it away, but we were gonna get out of that anyways because yeah. our tickets obviously weren't there. But we got to experience a good two three innings behind home base at MLB game for nice. for like free. So I mean, for like free, you stole. Uh, uh, I paid for tickets, four <laughs> tickets, not those tickets. <laughs> I paid four tickets. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> not fair actually, but okay. That's <laughs> kind of fair. Um, he mentioned <laughs> beach balls. The beach balls. I don't know what he's talking about. About the beach I, balls. I think they they they, they throw beach balls they around threw at beach the game. Ball, yeah, and I guess it was causing chaos amongst oh. fans. They didn't. Throw, I was, I'm surprised they didn't throw them at the players. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, maybe they, unless they were doing it behind the net. They could have been doing it. Well, they were behind first base, so maybe they were oh, behind the net. Right that could have been why. Net. Yeah, but because um, anywhere causing else, chaos. California yeah. is aggressive. Mm. <laughs> Good headline. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, quote me on that one. Uh, but uh, I'm glad Donnie's in San Diego. Yeah, I'm happy for him. Sounds like a good time. He played. They played your favorite team in the league right now, and they beat them mm. because they're not that good of a team. No, they're a great team. <laughs> I'm sure they played down. Oh, okay. Happened. We were talking about we were talking about that yesterday in baseball. You play yeah. up, you play down. You play up and you play down. That's right. They must have played up the other night playing the Astros. Yeah, because they did. They do. They whooped on the Astros. Exactly. The night. They played up, and then you know they wanted to rest their good players, so they rested them to, against the, the Padres. Padres are having a little bit of a subpar year compared to their expectations that were there going into the year. Yeah, they're supposed to be a really good team, but they're supposed to compete with the Dodgers. Yeah, but just hasn't been interesting because the Padres have cool people on their team, mm. and the Dodgers don't have cool people on their team. But the Dodgers are better. You know who has cool people on their team? The Angels. Stuck. Shohei. <laughs> they're not. I, I they're, feel like their team's doing good this are year. They, are, are they like are wild they? card potential? I, I, mean, I don't. I can look it up, but I don't, I don't really know. I'll filibuster. I just. I, I know Shohei's playing. Phenomenal. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I don't. It's yeah. It is an interesting situation. I mean, I feel like even the conversation. Two of the best players of. Two of the best players. Yeah. I'm. I'm glad that they didn't trade him. I mean, I don't watch too much baseball, but I. I. I imagine. Fans of the Angels are glad that they didn't trade him either just to n- not give in to the pressure, the peer pressure. I think that's a lot of other MLB execs putting out stuff too as far as like how can how can we pressure the Angels into getting rid of their best player ever? Um, I don't, so I don't, I don't know how the MLB works really. Okay. But the, uh, the Angels are third in their division. Okay. But it's a good division because yeah, yeah. it's Rangers, Astros, Angels. So, I mean – they're six games behind the Rangers, which means they're four games behind the Astros. So I feel like they're not doing terrible. I feel like that's good, especially for being in a division with such good teams. Yeah. They're a little bit above 500. Do you have any MLB jerseys? 
Um, I do actually. I think I think I have a Kershaw jersey. Nice. I think I thrifted it once. Oh, nice. nice. And uh, anytime I I go to some kind of MLB outing, I just it's a good one. Well, not to MLB games, but you know, yeah, anything baseball related, I'll wear it. You know, it's a good little jersey. I mean, thrifted it wasn't wasn't expensive. I like Kershaw. Yeah, it's a pretty good picture. Maybe a can of the MLB. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> How long can we find out this? next time on Talk Day? <laughs> yeah. Kins of the MOB. Yeah. Top five, oh, top five kins of podcasting. Oh. Uh, That's a good one. Bill Simmons. Donnie. Don. Don. <laughs> he's, a, he's a kid. <laughs> he's a kid. That's right. He's a kid. Uh. Oh, my gosh. Well, are you ready for some big three talk? Pass. <laughs> well, can we get to Donnie's something or nothing? He did he ask you something me with or that. nothing, and I like that question. Good question. Which is going to segue into my next question, and mm. I just wanted to say that, so I didn't forget. Continue. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I good. would I would say something. I feel like it's been trending that way for a couple years now. Running backs have shown that they want to be paid, and they were being paid for a while, but then I feel like recently there's been a drop-off. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's because... Running backs are like the easiest turnaround in the NFL. You can always just draft a rookie or a couple rookies, yeah. and one of them is going to work out. You just plug and play them. And so I, I kind of understand why NFL teams don't want to pay. But at the same time, these guys are putting a real beating on their body. They play maybe the most hard-hitting position mm-hmm. in the NFL just because they get hit a lot. And so I feel like they deserve to be paid. Because they're taking the damage on their bodies and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's a little... So, I guess it's something. I think it's something. Yeah. I think the the easiest and impossible solution is to give a running back pay bump, like, from rookie Minim- scale. Like, like, min- like, yeah, like yeah, a... An extra minimum, minimum salary yeah, yeah. for... I mean, even cap space forgiveness for your running back would also be really good. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, so there has to be some sort of solution because really, if you think about it, these guys are giving their best years for free in high school and college mm-hmm. and then on rookie minimum contracts. I mean, they're giving their, best, their, year, best, their years. best years yeah, yeah. For, for not a lot of money. Um, and whether or not you think it's fair, I mean. Because there's the, there's the business aspect of it and then there's just the, you know, caring about the people aspect of it. Yeah. And from the business aspect of it, it makes sense. You get the cheap, you get the cheap rookies, the cheap running backs, and 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 they can run. But from a people aspect, you gotta these guys are taking a real toll, and putting it out there, but um, not getting paid what they should. So yeah. I, I I think it's something, and I think the running backs, especially the ones who are more are bigger names, they're starting to realize it, and I think eventually they'll all kind of get together and be like, hey, yeah, we have to do something about yeah. this. I mean, I, I think even football is its own little world to begin with. I mean, yeah. the, the football CBA and, like, an NBA CBA are two different things. You have so many players on the roster. It's only 16 games a year. Um, it's 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 difficult. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole guaranteed money thing is it's a, in a, is a situation in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I find the argument of of not guaranteeing money because players could get injured to seem a little hypocritical. Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, they're getting paid to go out there and possibly get injured. That's pretty much the whole point. Part of their job, aren't exactly. they? Exactly. Pretty much. Um, 
But hey, I'm not a big fan of the NFL to begin with. I'm trying. I'm I don't play for fantasy. You know, I don't care as much as I did a couple years ago. And you see, uh, right there is why I brought you because you read my mind. I have been invited to a fantasy league mm. by our good friend David. Oh, and I politely said no. Oh, but, <laughs> I thought this was going somewhere else. <laughs> but that's the point. That's the point. I need you. In six seconds or less, I'm just joking, to tell me what is the appeal of fantasy football for you personally? Because I have had a hard time in the past few years grappling with my fandom of the NFL. Um, you say, would, would you say the, the fantasy football has increased your fandom? Like, has it given you more of a, of, of a reason to pay attention to the NFL? I think... Yes, I like when I watch NFL, I would watch Red Zone because I, I feel like now because of fantasy football, my attention on the NFL is, is more league wide. Like I, I feel my fandom has become less team driven. Like I'm still a Vikings fan, but it's less team driven and more player driven. I, I, I know a lot more players now because of fantasy football. So I come to like certain players. So I try and get them in multiple of my leagues that I play in. And I feel like that plays a big part into it. It's just my fandom of players more than teams nowadays. I I, I care less, honestly, about some teams who win or who doesn't win. I just want to see good players make good plays. That's all I care about. Do you feel like without fantasy football, the NFL would still be as popular as it is? Because I feel this is where the NBA, I mean, people play fantasy basketball sparingly but it's not it's the, not the same it's not the giant that fantasy no, football i feel is. like i feel like fantasy football has honestly helped the nfl so much i feel like more people care about the nfl because of fantasy football i feel like if it wasn't a thing there would be a drop in in viewership and and jersey sales and and merchandise i feel like that's a big part of why the nfl makes so much money is the fantasy football landscape you have not convinced me to join the fantasy football league yet but i'm trying i'm trying my hardest i think the biggest thing for me is sort of the similar reason why i don't care for uh fighting leagues um i'm just not a big fan of the culture of of uh injury mm. to me it just feels like the literal cult of injury yeah um i don't necessarily i think the in the nfl hiding the the CTE studies is a little yeah. sus. Definitely is. Um, but then, you know, that's why nobody wants to talk to me because I talk about how people get hurt in the NFL. It's I don't the wanna, truth, though. Wanna, it is. It's the truth of the NFL. And it's that. it's just it, that's that's the the line of of uh, I guess it it makes me not want to watch it. I guess. Um, yeah. Also, because of the fact that it's such a rules-based game, but I mean, I guess you could uh, compare it to something like chess or something, or like an RPG, almost like a role play. A, a role strategy, play. yeah. It's it's almost like now you know it's it's like a role playing uh, um, a role playing. You take turns, you do one one move, and then you reset from there. You, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know. I I feel like uh, my NFL fandom was at its peak in high school and. Took a significant drop off, and I feel like it's weird because I I wouldn't even consider myself a fan of the NFL, 
I'm a fan of fantasy football. See, that's what I'm saying. That's 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 what I think is a is a little. Oh, it's just it's so I don't want to call it weird. It's not weird. It's more of a, just a phenomenon. It is. It, it, I, I, I feel like that it's that way for a lot of people. You know. Yeah. I feel like it's not just me who feels that way. I feel like there's a lot of people who yeah. base their football likings off fantasy football yeah. instead of the actual league itself. Yeah. Maybe I'll join the league, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, 150 just, bucks buying, though. How do you mm-hmm. feel about that? Well, I'm trying to think. Is I don't play in paid leagues, but sounds like... Not a paid league man? Not a paid league man. All right. But, uh, I mean, first, second, third, each get price? Or just first? I don't know. I have to flesh out the rules. Depends. Because, yeah. I mean... A lot of times, I think how I've seen some people do it is third place, you at least get your money back. Second place, you win some money, and the first place wins a lot of money. So, I mean, it's a big pay-in, but if you're committed, nah. it could be <laughs> worth it. Because all you have to do yeah. is think at least get third place, and yeah. then you get your money back for sure. I but that in itself is a... Yeah, a, I was going to have to... I just don't want to have to do extra homework, you know? I don't want to have to do homework... I already know. I learned my lesson. Don't draft a quarterback first. No. I think, if anything, probably a wide receiver first. I would say running back first, but then you're dealing with injuries, so that I don't want to waste my first pick on somebody who might get injured. There's a lot of different strategies. I think it probably, in my opinion, if I decide to do this, it's probably going to be wide receiver, running back, then wide receiver, mm. and then quarterback after that. And then, well, really, maybe even tight end and then quarterback after that. I think I might even put the quarterback at the end just because I feel like the quarterback – Quarterbacks are so neutral, in my opinion. I feel like it's uh, very dependent on scheme and stuff. I don't, I don't know if there's. I mean, hey, here. Look That's at the me. Isaiah strategy. Oh, nice. you just See, named it. Nice. Draft a ton of wide receivers and running backs, and then Kirk Cousins. <laughs> hey, t- at three p.m. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> not, not, Dangerous. Not too bad. <laughs> Pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah, the quarterback. I, back in my uneducated days, mm-hmm. quarterbacks were. I, I think I drafted Russell Wilson first, and nice. it did not go well for me. Oh, not <laughs> it nice. Not a, yeah, he was playing well, but I mean, it wasn't anything to get yeah. me anywhere. Yeah. I think I. I don't yeah, that's a mistake. According you know, to Donnie, I think I. I don't. Know, I think I won in something. I don't. I don't know, man. I, I. I'm not a big fantasy guy. Yeah. It just seems like homework, you know. This is a lot of work. I, yeah. I just. I'm a little too committed, maybe, but. Yeah. I, I love it. Commit I love it to the game. I love the game. <laughs> Can't give it up. <laughs> we need to get you a jersey, like a fantasy football jersey. Oh man, I'm surprised there haven't been like a, a I guess a, <laughs> what do you say, a market for fantasy football um, jerseys or something like something similar. I like, don't know how that would work. I don't know. I mean, somebody's got to be like, hey, what's your team league name and your logo? It's like a little like, corny. Everybody plays though. Yeah, but still, I wouldn't wear that out in public. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like you know if, how they have those like adult basketball leagues and you know people oh, make yeah, their jerseys yeah, and stuff. Yeah. It's like if you had that jersey with your basketball yeah. team name and your your name in the back, and you like wore it out in public, unironically, like, and you're not playing a game. Well, I, I guess I'm gonna take off my jersey then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have told me that before we started recording. It would have been yeah. Don't wear it to Chili's. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going straight to Chili's after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take it off. <laughs> Good margaritas, by the way. <laughs> You're a big I, fan of Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> Only after nine. <laughs> F price appetizers. That's right. Yeah. We don't have an Applebee's over here, but it's close enough. Mm. Where are we watching Spurs games this year? I think, um, uh, what is it? Uh, you know. 
Guadalupe Brewing Company. Oh, good place to go good though. Place. Shout out. What are you? What are you no, talking about? Um, an underrated place that I just heard somebody else talk about on another podcast. The TV walls and Dave and Buster's. Oh, Dave and Buster's, great place about, to go. Didn't even think all season. Did not even. Think my about my that. friend, he works at Starbucks. He, him and his girlfriend go to Dave and Buster's all the time. Yeah. He was telling me Wednesdays are like half off for like the games and stuff. Oh yeah. And they're racking up the tickets. Apparently, let's I'm, go. I want to go. Yeah, we should go. Because I want to rack up tickets. I, I don't. Yeah. There's just something fun about going to an arcade and winning tickets and being able to win prizes. Oh yeah. I was thinking of the TV walls though. But the TV wall also. Yeah. I mean, just imagine a doubleheader arcade and then a Spurs game. <laughs> Oh, that's a dog Sounds day. like a dog day's Wednesday. <laughs> exactly. Now Donnie's got to be here for that. Yeah. That'd be fun. We'll plan That'd that. Yeah, good. we'll go. We'll go. But I appreciate you filling in. It was fun. It was I nice finally it. having you to talk about some movies. Yeah, I enjoy it anytime. I would like to plug your movie letterbox, but you know, PG. We're PG yeah. over here. Yeah. It's, I wouldn't even say it's not PG. It's more so just uh, a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you see, if you see Isaiah in the street. Ask him personally, yeah, yeah. and then he'll give it to you. Uh, maybe. What's your review count at right now? Oh man, I I, did, say, I didn't even realize that I, I passed 500 movies recently. I was just about to say I, I've I been on Letterbox for like three years, maybe now. Yeah, uh, 541 is what I'm at. Interesting. 87 this year. Wow. So I'm. A, this is kind of a down year for me, honestly. We'll really? Honest. I think the past couple of years I was busy? higher. Yeah, this year I haven't. It's been a little bit down. So maybe I have to. You know, take some days off. What's your criteria for selecting a movie? So, yeah, I have a watch list. Okay. So, any movie that looks interesting, I add it to my watch list. It could be ones that are coming out in the future or ones that are, like, classics in the past that people like or I see somebody review and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I add it to my watch list. Um, and then, basically, I, I'm, I am a patron member of Letterboxd. I did pay for that. So, What's the th- subscription... Uh Cost for Letterbox. So okay, asking. so previously I was a I was just a pro member. All right, which is good enough if you're yeah. a good movie lover. Uh-huh. It it has a great feature. But you're not just a good I'm movie, not, lo- movie no. lover. I'm a little bit more than that now. More than that. So let me tell you. All right. First of all, this pro Please. pro one was fifteen dollars a year. All right. And um, but the biggest feature, which is obviously the honestly the best, is you can sort your movies by stream only, so you can. It takes out all the ones that you can't watch or that you'd have to pay for. So you plug in what subscription services you have, and then it'll filter your watch list to show you only the movies that you can stream. Yeah. So that's the biggest feature because you can't do that on the regular one. And it takes away ads. But the patron feature, the patron plan, I did pay up for because I love Letterboxd. It's my favorite app. You don't have to pay to join. It's a free, you know, it's a free app if you want it to be, but I like to support them. I'm a free user myself. You're a free user. See? Yeah. So it, it's it's a good app, and I like to support the people at Letterbox HQ. So I did get Patron recently, which is forty dollars a year. Okay. So it's there's not much added benefits from the Pro. The one thing that I am enjoying right now is you get to pick custom posters for every movie. Oh, nice! So yeah. I do love that. I've been going back on all the movies I've watched. I just if I have free time, I'll go and look through, and I'll be like, let me change this poster. So that's a fun little feature. But I just yeah. like. Supporting the people at Letterbox, so nice. Yeah, one of the one of the coolest hobbies I think I've seen really? ever. Yeah, poster changing, just movie watching. Oh, movie watching. Yeah, people say they love movies, but do they really? Do they exactly love movies? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you change the way I view this forever. Thank you. So now I can criticize anybody else. How many movies have you reviewed? Yeah, 
Yeah. No, I don't think 541. I don't, I don't consider myself a film bro, though. You know how they make fun of people who are like film bros? There's a difference. I try not to be like that. There's a difference between um, the film bro that you're speaking of and somebody who just enjoys things. Just enjoys things. Yeah, I agree. I, I think a film bro takes it too far. I agree. You don't take it too far. Yeah, on the same Although page. you keep trying to get me to watch movies like Babylon and Godfather. <laughs> I have not yet. Yeah, surprisingly. Which would be a good opportunity a for what me and Donnie have been trying to conjure up because we've been wanting, we did our small review of Fast and the Furious 3 know, Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had to force me to watch it because I was afraid. It's a good of, one though. Yeah. I don't know. Movies like that just kind of, eh. A lot of staring. A lot of staring at each uh, other in that movie. I can see that. You know, and moments where you're expecting some meaningful dialogue. Nope. Never get it. Stare. But anyways. We're trying to conjure up, uh, I don't think I'm saying that word right, a, mo- a movie podcast. Like, uh, like we're trying to create something separate because we had a good conversation today about sports. Yeah. Uh, we helped it. We, we brought in Barbie into the NBA world. But I want to have a conversation about a film and dedicate the airwaves to just the film. You know, I, I want to talk yeah. about the director. I want to talk about the actors. I want to talk about um, some trivia, you know, some. Yeah interesting facts about the movie um and that's something that that's why we wanted to bring you in yeah you're a spurs guy and a movie guy yeah i'll and do I, that i think um i think having a separate episode movie episodes is a good idea you let me uh, know what movie and when i'll watch it yeah we'll get some info rewatch from it. yeah we'll have to figure out a name for that specific podcast too i don't I think Dog Days is a good name for our main podcast, but we need another name for the, the movie one. I'm trying to think. Uh, we'll come up know. with that one. Like We'll brainstorm. Mm-hmm. Next week, top five kins of the NFL. Or what was it, the MLB? <laughs> Either one. <laughs> Either one. Or both. I'm going to ask Don for his top five kins of the MLB. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear that list. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll have some good OLIs. Yeah. I'm outside looking in, guys. Nice. I like that. I like that. Well, I appreciate you visiting us. And I thank you for offering this beautiful studio. Yes. I'm glad you enjoyed this. Full of Legos. I love it. Yeah. Good studio. I love it. Well, we'll be back. Isaiah will be back. Thank you for listening to Dog Days this week. Thank you for having me on.